Welcome back, my fellow sleuths, to Podcorn in a Movie, a podcast where we dive into different themes, genres, and other categories. This month, we are continuing our murder mysteries with the 1993 Woody Allen movie, Manhattan Murder Mysteries. I'm your host, Chase Leno, with my co-hosts... Stephen Dillard. David Gio. There we go. There we go. All right. Welcome back, boys. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, excited to continue this mini-series we got going on. Um, another uh, worthy, if not debatable, addition to what we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, literally, literally the only movie this month that has what we're trying to do in the title, and that is Murder Mystery. Um, yeah. But probably a little bit different in structure, Did as you- we'll... Uh, did as we'll observe. I we'll actually, observe. this is going to be a segue to what you just said, though. But uh, did you know that there was actually a, a Manhattan murder mystery was the working title for this movie? Yes. Okay. And then ended up just be, because Woody Allen often uh, doesn't have names for his movies versus for his scripts. So he'll have yeah. like Woody Allen Fall Project or Woody Allen Christmas movie. This is, I'm just using examples. Yeah. Um, and this one was like Woody Allen Manhattan murder mystery. And they ended up just using that as the, it was the working title that became the final title. Yeah. So the, the two titles that were, it was almost going to be was the dancing Shiva, which I, I don't know how they got that. And then, uh, the couple next door, which of course they didn't go with, but they went with Manhattan murder mystery, which I think is good. What's a Let's start off with uh, our first, first experiences. experiences. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, uh, you want to rip it off there, brother? Start us off? Oh, uh, yeah. We first had, I don't remember exactly when, was with you when we were in Florida. Um, I remember really enjoying it. I think I, I, I haven't seen, like, a lot of Woody Allen movies in general. Um, so this is probably, like, my third or fourth that I've seen. And... Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. The last episode, I said that I didn't really remember it that well, but as soon as it started this time, um, I kind of remembered it because, like, I was thinking more along the lines of like it's like a a who done it murder, and I didn't remember who did it. But as soon as you meet Jerry Adler's character, I was like, oh yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. Which you know, I mean, it was that all you had to? Yeah. Did you like Are you it? Done, Dave? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, mine, yeah, uh, Chase. Well, mine is like yours, uh, Steve. Mine, uh, honestly, uh, we watched it what in January of last year or this year? No, this year, this year, this year, this year. So that was yeah. only like it was only a few months ago, like less than a year ago. So uh, I will yeah, say yeah. So seven months ago. Yeah. Eight months ago. I, I think it was. So you've watched it. You've watched it twice this year. Chase. Yes. Yes. And I will say I personally couldn't remember. I thought it was more complicated and convoluting than it actually was, but I, uh, I did still enjoy, like the movie does a good job giving the information and going through the story. Like it keeps you kind of intrigued the whole time. But it definitely, I agree with you, Dave, when we open the episode. Like, it is definitely kind of, it it fits, but not really in the what we've been trying to go for this month. But it still has that, like, it's a new way of showing a murder mystery, I think. It's another way of showing another way of doing it. 
which I think. Uh, what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I, I, all I was going to say is I know like last month or last week we did Clue and Clue was like a comedy mixed with murder mystery. I felt like this one, weirdly enough, was a romantic comedy mixed Rom-com. with rom Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's it's um, it's interesting to see that that dynamic. This so. does feel like like Annie Hall, like if yeah. they never separated and now they're just a little bit older. Well, that's what they um, went for. So uh, well, this was I, originally uh, part of Annie, like he was when he was writing Manhattan, Annie Hall, he was writing Annie this. Hall. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Man, a sub- This is a show project. It was a show yeah. project. So uh my first my first uh, interpretation of the now my, the first Woody Allen movie I ever saw was Manhattan Murder Mystery. This is the first one I've seen. Four or five. I've seen Annie Hall, Manhattan Murder Mystery, Manhattan, Small Time Crooks, and I think there's one other one I maybe forget. Paris. Midnight in Paris. Thank you, thank you, Dave. Yeah. So those are the five Woody Allen's that I've seen. Um, I like his style. Uh, obviously, separate art from the artist. We all know the problematic shit with Woody Allen. So we're going to yeah, get beyond see your, see your Annie Hall episode. Yeah. If you want to. Yes, absolutely. If you want to, I was back, but okay. So my first, uh, introduction to Woody Allen and his style, I guess of filmmaking, I, I think I was 16. I know I was in high school when I discovered this movie again, another library find, uh, was already big on clue and the murder mysteries. Um, I'd also like to, uh, retract a statement. I almost, I almost gave clue four and a half stars last week. I'm very disappointed in myself. It's a five-star movie for me through and through. I shouldn't have uh, doubted myself. But anyway, I I, uh, I digress. I found this movie in the library. Um, I showed the cover already to, to, to Chase, and I don't know if Dave has seen the actual video release cover, but it's really just a blue cover with stars, a little a little crescent moon. It says Manhattan Murder Mystery. It has the four um, top-billed cast, which is Alan Aldo, Woody Allen, Angelica Houston, and Diane Keaton. I saw that cover at the library, and I don't know what drew me to it. Um, maybe just a Manhattan murder mystery. I love the yeah, and it's the uh, it's the mystery, the mystique of the cover. Which Woody Allen, he also has like a, another movie I've never seen, but gives me the same vibes as uh, the Curse of the Jade Scorpion. So am I saying that cur- that title correct, uh, Dave? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, isn't that like um, his first? It's a Woody Allen film. Um, yeah, I'm not oh. sure. Late, it's a detective story of sorts. But anyway, no, no um, it's not. It's not his first movie at all. No, no. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I was drawn to this movie. I I picked it up. I just really like. Uh, I was and I was trying to explain it to Chase more so the second time I watched it with him than the first time because I think the first time I just wanted Chase to uh, experience it, and I agree with both of you that I think this is a little bit different, but it's similar to a movie we're going to cover later. And that like, look, it's a, it's a murder mystery in the sense that like, we may, we may know who did it, but we don't know how they did it. And we don't know why they did it. And I kind of like that. We're kind of taking the, the genre and we're spinning it on its head. It is still, um, it's still a relative, of what we're trying to do this, this, uh, this mini series, I think, would you guys agree? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's in yeah. the same nature. Um, a little bit different. Um, but I like that. It's why it's, it's given us a good spread, but, um, yeah, I remember just liking this movie right off the bat. I like the, the dialogue, the flow. Um, I guess just the, it's the creative nature of this film intrigued me more than anything else. 
just because I think when I had, at the time I had seen it when I was 16 years old, I was like, this is one of the most, and I, at this point, this is, you know, literally half my life ago, I was naive, but I was like, this is one of the most creative, uh, as far as like cinematography goes, pictures I've seen. It's just not conventional. Um, and that intrigued me. I liked it, uh, right off the bat. Uh, like Dave said, Dave gave it a good, a good, uh, a good adjective cozy. Felt very cozy. Again, I don't know if it's just murder mysteries are synonymous with this, but this movie feels very uh, rainy day, curl up with a blanket, um, close the blinds, and throw on a murder mystery. And this is Manhattan murder mystery is the perfect, you're snuggled up on the couch, it's a stormy day, you got your hot cup of joe or whatever with you. Um, I loved it. Love the vibe, the energy this bring, this film brings. But Well, do you know what's funny? Yeah. Uh, Steve, I know last night we were talking about, uh, Steve and I watched it last night. And uh, funny enough, last night we were talking about how it this definitely feels very low budget. It's probably the very low budget, it, very gorilla. It feels, gorilla. It feels it was hand handheld. The yes. whole handheld so camera ads for that. Which would I think, you not agree though, Dave? Gorilla, like with the uh, the settings of the New York shots, because Chase and I were we're talking about just how it feels like. Well, he puts a lot of his main characters in with. Yeah, but I imagine Woody Allen. Was getting permits and stuff. So, so I will I say, okay, that's what yeah, that's what we were at. I did, too, I did, uh, I did look man, it up. This is nineties Woody Allen. I feel like he's got the the pole. I did look movie. up uh, what uh, the budget was for this film and the the recorded budget, which is probably you need a double. I just read it. Is thirteen point five million. Which yeah. is still like that's still big for uh, what they did, but I mean uh, it's yeah, it's a low yeah. budget for an actual. I like, guarantee. You, I feel like movie. most of that probably went to the all actors. The, yeah, yeah. Because look at that. Look at your four names, and I mean that's a good starting point. But I mean, I, Alan Alda, uh, Dave. Correct me if I'm wrong. Most famous for Mash. Uh, yeah, uh, that I, I know him from. The, yeah, yeah. Um, then you have Woody Allen, obviously, as Woody Allen, uh, Angelica Houston. Um, Dave, up and coming at this point, fair to say, like in her forties in this movie. But I know she is, but you know, she's been in a fair amount of stuff. Um, yeah, she's you know, she's Hollywood royalty. I thought I'd mention, you know, coming full circle back to the ten little Indians or two. Yeah, and then there were none. Um, she's the granddaughter of uh, Walter Houston. Daughter of John, but I just and I just love that all of this is so unintentional. But somehow we have uh, just just by sheer uh, uh, exploration of subgenre, as we have found these weird connections with actors. Um, but yeah, all star cast. Like I mean, as far as your four leads, um, and then I'm sorry, Mr. House was what's his the actor's name? Jerry uh, Adler. J- Jerry Adler, yeah. Um, now, Dave, do you so, recognize Sopranos him? From- guy. Uh, I know that's older work. So pre ninety three, do you recognize him from anything pre Manhattan Murder? Before Mystery? this, I don't. Yeah. Think so. I mean, I'm sure I do, but the two things that I know mostly from are Rescue Me and Sopranos. Okay. Um, and um, fond of him in the Sopranos. You're more familiar with that show than I am. Oh yeah, he's great in it. Um, yeah, he's great in Rescue Me as well. Um, he plays Hesh, a very famous character in The Sopranos. Um, um, 
Yeah, I guess not before. The, he doesn't have a big career before this. He's still pretty new. Um, okay. And, I mean, how old is he when this film never, starts? It's not like late. he's... Because, I mean, we have a relatively old cast. Everybody is like this movie starts. He was born in 29. Yeah, so you have everybody like in this... Your, your, your four leading cast members are all over the age of 40. I mean, um, they're all... It's a relatively older cast um geriatric I'd like to st- murder mystery a geriatric yeah. murder i'd like to start if we will at the beginning um just because there's something i like to point out um that chase and i appreciated uh sorry to speak for you chase uh, i just wanted to say the song name um i happen to like new york by bobby short is what the uh opening uh our opening title scroll and i i observed something funny dave uh we again get an opening credits cast alphabetical order yeah Yeah, i saw that Uh, too um but i just uh i took a moment to appreciate uh that this the the minimal use of a score in this film it's more like you have this uh chase how would you describe it a jazzy yeah uh, i i feel like if anything describe it it's a woody allen score yeah i I, yeah i feel like this movie is definitely woody allen it's it's the best part of this movie, or at least the the things that they want to highlight, is the actual character development and the characters itself. And this movie, like there's we, a story going yeah, here. We yeah, we talked about yeah. we talked about the handheld, and I think you brought up a good point last night, uh, Steve. Is you know the handheld makes it that I will say out of watching yeah. this movie, this is probably if ever. There has ever been a murder mystery. This is the closest thing we will ever get to what it would be like to really like try to investigate For real, a murder because mystery. Uh, yeah, because Jason never seen it's like Dave. This particular plot, not in this, not in this way, but it has happened a thousand times. Your your husband kills the wife, tries to tries to claim some kind of insurance, or there's uh, there's something scandalous going on. It's not something out of the realm of possibility. Thus in this movie, it just feels to me a mix of the handheld and you have the dialogue of just like characters talking over each other. Um, And then you have a very kind of, even though we're in the setting in New York, it does feel contained within this apartment building kind of. It, where it's like that's where the, the it, maze, they do go to another apartment. Mission, I know, but the main they're ah. not. I'd say they're outside of the apartment more than they're inside the apartment in this movie. Yeah, I get. I'm, I guess well, she does sneak in. She does sneak into his apartment like twice. I mean, they are this in feel, their their apartment and his apartment a lot, but it's not uh-huh. a majority of the movie. The I'm, I think the point we were trying to get across to Dave and see if just just to cross examine with Dave see if see what he thinks is is dave do you agree or disagree that out of the movies we have covered or going to cover this is the one that most possibly uh could happen or is i guess most i mean i don't i don't know i'd say if if the plot was actually he killed his wife and was trying to get away with it but the plot is actually right not his relative died and had a heart attack in his apartment and they quickly decided to stage that as his wife like that's you know that gets pretty messy yeah i get you a little muddy okay all right i get you Um, but Um, but husband killing their wife and or vice versa yeah that's very classic 
uh, I mean, they're watching one of the most famous tellings of this at all times in the theater. They go to see Double Indemnity, which is a really yeah. That's movie. what I was gonna ask. Uh, yes, Chase, they were trying to figure that out. So, you, have you seen this movie, Double yeah, Indemnity? Yes. Uh, yeah. That's a really it is movie. similarities between this and Manhattan murder mystery or um, no? It's a wife who kills her husband to collect insurance. So it is similar. Uh, okay, so indemnity so, is referring to the specific policy. Um, um, what I thought was interesting, Dave, is that Woody Allen said he gained inspiration for this film. He he said, and I, I wrote this down. I looked this up literally ten minutes before the. Uh, podcast but and i reference it uh but he did gain inspiration from the thin man yeah he's like uh, the thin man is um yeah he's like one of his i guess one of his beloved childhood films of woody allen so that's kind of cool we learn a little something about woody allen's childhood favorite films it's almost um so it's almost as if you took a, a thin man plot and then put in like a neurotic arguing couple into it. Well, so yeah. So the thin man, like they're like the most pleasant couple on earth. And then like, this is just like, um, not that I find these people unpleasant, but it's, it's, it's funny. Cause it really is like, what if I put a Woody Allen movie into the thin man? Um, yeah. And I'm glad yeah, that so- I just watched this. Cause I was really thinking about that. Um, while so, watching this movie. Well, what, um, I- both of you, um, a quick question for this is for Chase okay. uh, and Dave. Um, both of you. Uh, now, I've been in New York City tw- three times in my lifetime, um, and I've probably spent a total of 24 hours there. Uh, so, for both of you, um, did this represent uh, the scope or at least the feeling of Manhattan, New York? Did it capture it, that it's, for you? It's definitely more. Did you, it's definitely more empty. I mean, I, I feel like the hardest part is this is probably taking New York or at least like, you know, Queens or Manhattan. something. Like Manhattan. If, Manhattan. if it's like lower well, I know it's in Manhattan, I know, but I'm saying like a lot of the areas that they go a lot is like there was barely any pe like you'll see people walking around, but it's like if you go nowadays anywhere in Manhattan, it's packed to like the walls. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if also, that's like, like from almost, the '90s is, to like so now. Where it is now. years ago. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't yeah, know. Maybe if, like, I don't know. I don't know if like but, uh, the '90s was different or what, but it definitely like. But, uh, it's like I, I don't guess, know. I guess to piggyback that question to Dave, um, uh, a lot of the Woody, at least the five Woody Allen movies I've seen very New York centrally like that's his setting that's 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 yeah. Woody Allen's go-to is like uh New York life I'm a I'm a Jew in New York this is my I'm a Jew, Jewish man in New York I didn't mean to slander him Jewish man in New York um and just the, the neurotic but he Woody Allen plays Woody Allen in almost every film he plays I don't know I feel like Woody Allen is kind of the same I mean yeah argue that if you will the five roles i've seen woody allen in and then like also i mean uh, i've seen woody allen in other movies that weren't directed by woody allen for instance casino royale the original james bond where he jumps over the wall like again i've always loved his comedic chops just because he's like this neurotic person um but i do like that he's kind of like uh i guess another person just off the top of my head is john hughes always has his movies set in chicago it's Chicago. 
John Hughes is Chicago, like Ferris Bueller, Home Alone, like all, like Breakfast Club. All of his written or directed movies are Chicago. Um, so I kind of like. I think I really appreciate, and it's in the title, Manhattan. I appreciate the atmosphere of this movie, um, because it's. I feel like I don't know. It's it captures, I guess, the more the 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 nicer parts of New York. For me, well, the, uh, the the go ahead. Chase. I, I would I would even I not just talking about the nicer points of New York. I think honestly, what this movie does that most of the movies we've covered thus far this month, these are probably the most likable characters in the movie. I mean, most of our movies, like we've talked about, like another thing we've yeah. noticed is most of the bad guys or our protagonists or people are kind of. They're dirt bags. They don't really. Yeah, they're kind of shitty people. This is the first time we see someone who isn't shitty, and we actually care for a lot of them throughout this whole movie, which is interesting. This is our first movie too that the the two main characters aren't um, involved in the murder at all. Yeah, right. Suspects in the murder, rather. So, like all the other ones, when we cover it, like they're kind of a part of everyone's shitty because they're suspects, you know, like, so like, you're like, Oh, I believe this murderer could do this murder or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so that it is interesting. Uh, I was going to say, uh, it it is interesting that, uh, Dave, I'm curious what your note is. There's two characters. I don't. So Mr. House obviously is the antagonist of this film. I like him as an antagonist. Um, and, and through, um, I guess the forced narrative, uh, you're kind of like, I don't like Mr. House, obviously, but the only other character I don't really like, but I do Ted. like is Ted is Alan yeah. Alda. Is that he, because like I, Chase and I were like, he's such a slime ball. He is like, he is trying to get with Diane Keaton. He yeah. keeps bringing it back to that night. They spent in Paris. He's like, Oh, we shared a, we shared a room that night. We could have shared a bed. But uh, you know, you know, I I would have picked you as my, you're you're my first choice. Uh, yeah. He just makes little remarks, slight remarks, but I still like him because he's so invested in the mystery, um, and he's such yeah, a. I like that energy. Well, he's supposed to be the better. Yeah, he's version. supposed yeah. to make you yeah the better um, option. And that's for and that's like what, this whole movie is just kind porn. of like a a couple midway through their marriage rediscovers each other, you know, and like the things that Diane Keaton likes about, uh, Alan, Alan Ted is just basically how adventurous he is and willing to go to the places that she, she wants to go to. And by the end of the movie, Woody Allen himself is so I have found it in himself the whole time. I I was going to say, can we start at the Rangers game? Because I feel like that does, the beginning of the movie is at the Rangers game and it kind of sets the tone for their relationship. Woody Allen's yeah. invested. She's not. And he's like, um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't necessarily. He's like, Hey, you, you know, he's like, you gotta, I, I would gotta pay attention just to the cause, game. Just cause like, uh, yeah, like that example that we're given, we don't know anything else past that, but looking back on it, like he's a selfish person. Like he's, He's into his right, thing. He right, made her promise right. that she'd pay attention 
or not, you know, you know, act like she's having a good time and he goes to the opera and then he can't even sit through the opera. Right. Like, right. I would say he's the less, I don't know, invested but one. I would, I would even argue though, that they both have their own flaws. And I feel like if anything, this they is, do. this is kind mm. of a hot take. And I guess I, hopefully this doesn't turn into a huge like conversation, but if it does, I, I want to have it. I would even argue that the murder mystery portion of this movie is a subplot. I feel like if anything, it's their relationship and how she uses the murder to kind of yes. try to live yeah. or like try to experience something new. She's she's like going through a crisis of self Min- yes. and like and life and, crisis, if you will. Yeah. And I feel I would, like I would agree. The the murder mystery is a secondary plot. And I think this, and I it's think really it's really a relationship. Movie, and it's it's so. really I feel like with the antagonist, I feel like if anything, the antagonist, instead of thinking about it as the murderer, it's honestly it's Ted and whoever what was the other girl's name? Uh um you have uh, um, Angelica, Houston. Angelica yeah. Houston's character, who is a uh, author. God, what is her name? I don't Sorry, know her I'll name. Right up, I have it on IMDb. I have it on IMDb. But uh, uh, it is Angelica Houston's character's name is. Geez, she's uh, Marsha Fox. Yeah. Marcia Fox. So Marsha Fox, those two are the ones that they're both kind of pieces of shit. They're the ones we kind of don't like uh, because well, not, not piece of shit. Right. Let me let me rephrase. Right, easy. They're both the people who are trying to separate this marriage. They're both trying to get with the other person to try to split them up. Angelica Houston has never made any sort of pass. That's not true. She does the whole cheeseburger, the whole cheeseburger thing about the date. She's like, like, I can show you how to play poker. Oh, I, I, I would hope you could take me out. You want to take me out of date? Like she, yeah, yeah. She's like, simply yeah. like, there's like several scenes where she's slow. Like, it's not obvious. It's not. Pr- we don't know if it's true or not. But like, she does. Play also, a is it little is that is that word as Alan Alda either? Absolutely. No. And and it's, Chase seems way more harmless. Yes. And is it a question, Chase? Is it, um, is it more of her? This is her publicist, and she's trying to be flirty so she can get him to get her book published is that i don't i don't know. You know what i mean is she like because i mean obviously she's she's like i mean he compliments her and she goes no i have sex appeal and it's like she's trying to she's also trying to sell her book but then she becomes very invested in the murder and I mean, the murder mystery i, feel I, I like... love her character first of all i love her character i love all four of the characters i i do because yeah. she quickly and becomes like invested it's like, in the murder i don't know just even like I don't necessarily think because they're trying to pursue someone they're interested in, they're pieces of shit. Like, I, I feel like. I don't think a it's long, a piece of shit. If anything. There's a long history of, like, I don't know, like the wedding singer. They're both stealing each other from another relationships. Person, yeah. You know, like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good thing. Like, there's a long history of, of movies where we're rooting for the person to take away the person from the person they're with. Right. And I mean, like, Chase, to be honest with you, this, and, like, and, and I, I, there is a point, and I think it's when they're at the poker table and she's, she's like showing him how to play poker. And, you know, he's drunk and he's looking at the cards. You mean not the he's poker table in front of the his, restaurant? In the restaurant, yeah. When they're when she's trying to she's trying to show him like how, when to fold when yeah. to fold him, show him when to fold him. Um, it's like 
there is something nice about that interaction and it's quaint and it's like you can tell he's nervous well, you, because he's with well, he's she, with this other woman that he's like is showing a slight bit of interest in him and it's like although he is a very faithful man in this movie and there's nothing to otherwise suggest that he's not because anytime he's in a position where Angelica Houston may be flirting with him in the office, in the restaurant, he's very nervous. And then, and then what does he say? I, I got to work things out with Carol. I, well, I, I don't know what that, I would do without I feel her. Like I don't anything, know what I would do without her. If anything, that and was, that um, was his response to her going like, I could be your date. Like she was kind of giving him like an excuse to cheat. And he still was like, no, I'm faithful. And yeah, I feel like yeah, the, only, the only reason <clears throat> that was important is because it's later when she starts getting jealous of her, it's supposed to show like, oh, well, now it's the, the story is flipped. At one point, right. we're so nervous about him fucking up that she starts getting nervous about her fucking up in the relationship. But it's like, I almost, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, I think that I'm with Dave that Alan Alda is more aggressive, like a coming on to Diane Keaton. And, and it's like, if any, if anything you're worrying about, you're, you're more worried about her leaving Larry than Larry leaving Carol. Cause Larry, that's all the point I'm trying to make is Larry is uh, completely devoted to Diane Keaton, but Diane Keaton is like, man, Alan Alba is this adventurous guy. We did almost, you know, we had that one night together where we spent the night in the same hotel room. He wanted to sleep with me, which he makes it aware. He makes that apparent. Um, when they're at the wine tasting, he says, you know, you'd have been my first choice. I would have, I wanted you to, or does he say that at the stakeout? One of the two. He says that, I think he it says the wine tasting. Yeah. But, but I would say uh, the, right. the argument of that though, is just, it's just how men, uh, flirt and how women flirt. They're completely different ways. Hey, like, I get that. I, get I, that. I don't want to get into a ramble Before, about their relationship, yeah. but I just wanted to just All throw right. it out there and just, I don't know. No, I get that. Um, let's uh, let's get back to hold on, real quick, real quick. Let's get back to um, when they first meet Mister and Missus House is in the elevator. I feel like that's a important scene to digest because um, we're given a lot of context clues for the rest of the movie. Uh, Missus House right away is like, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, I've got this exercise machine and I don't know how to use it. And uh, why don't you guys come over and, you know, have a cup of coffee and, 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 oh, you know, we're celebrating our wedding anniversary. And there's a lot of context that you're given right then and there that like, these are, this is an older couple, Mrs. or Mrs. House, but they're not, you, you're not given any indication that one of them is about to die, which I think is important. You're given, which is, you know, it, it, it's, it's obvious later on, but like it plays into, it's an important part of the world to know that this death of Mrs. House was unexpected because in the elevator, you are giving context clues. Oh, I'd love to give, I'd love to get some of your dessert that Carol's like, Oh, I'd give it. I can make you a dessert that make your eyes roll back. And then Mrs. House is like, Oh, I'd love to try it. That's not, uh, that's not telling of someone who's about to have a sudden heart attack. You know, someone that has a treadmill and you're planning a, an important wedding anniversary and you want some dessert, like just not telling of someone that's about to have a heart attack. So well, good. And, uh, she, and she's obviously, we, I don't think we actually see this. It's staying key and explaining it. Um, that she's very open about her health, her medical history. Like she said, she had a hysterectomy. Right. So yeah. why would she have 
if she was so open about that, why would you have been hiding uh, hiding a, a heart, heart condition? condition? Which I think I can't remember the seed, but someone's like, "Oh, a heart condition's much more private than a hysterectomy." I feel like someone said that, but yeah, Mister House, she's like, "Well, she never even mentioned it," and he's like, "Well, she wouldn't." But it's and then you have you have like Diane Keaton kind of flinches, and, and I feel like that is referencing back to like, well, she did mention that she had a hysterectomy she was very open and they you know they mentioned that uh, in their apartment that they had twin cemetery plots so they were revealing very personal things about themselves so it's like why wouldn't they reveal why wouldn't she be like hey i have a heart condition yeah so i have a question and i i thought about this and it i might just be you know kind of dumb but uh is is the reason why they invite them for coffee and everything is that their alibi of like, no, I, I, I that's so. where I'm confused. Like, I didn't know if like it happens a day later. Okay, yeah, because that was the question so I had. Is was it, it just... was it it happened and they now trying to find an alibi? So it would just be like, oh, we just met them. There, she was fine. Like, or is no, it because okay. they didn't they didn't have like a, a rotting body in their apartment during that time? Like, yeah, that was just them being neighborly, oh. and then because it's like you know they just when. Go ahead, Dave. I was just thinking because this was still like when I was like, it was like I knew Mr. House was the murderer, but I couldn't remember all the details about it. I somewhat thought that maybe, maybe that they weren't supposed to see them in the elevator together or something, and that wasn't really Mrs. House, and that's why she saw Mrs. House because. It wasn't Mrs. House that she saw. Like, he actually did kill his wife, and we never actually met his wife. I thought that's where the plot That's what I, Maybe that's what I thought. Because I remember I remember the, the that hallway scene it, being more important than I felt like this viewing it really was. I think that, the, I think that from what I take from it, I've seen this movie, you know, 20 times maybe. Um, I, well, what I take is it's a chance meeting in the elevator. Um and then they real, you know, they 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 find out they come up the, for the elevator the next night after the opera, and they find out oh, Mrs. House has died, you know, and uh, we have the super who is uh, Jack the super, uh, who does appear multiple times in this movie, um, but I just take it as a chance meeting, and then um, they find out because because what happens at dinner. And that's what makes this plot interesting is chance. Like Mrs. House's sister just happens to um, die. Kill over. Yeah. Yeah. At dinner. And they were like, Oh, like let's, um, you know, carpe diem. Let's uh, seize the day, seize the moment. Um, and then they capitalize on their opportunity to take advantage of this woman that who just died. Like, they, and um, you know, that's why Mrs. House dresses up as, I think it's all chance is what I'm trying to say. I think it's, it's all just, it uh, happened I don't think there, all a, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there was a previous plot. I think that, you know, it's, it is in the moment when Mrs. House's sister dies, they're like, okay, well, this is a perfect opportunity to, because uh, they toyed around with the notion of them um, inducing poison or a heart attack or whatever. And, I feel like that wasn't the case. Yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah. Now, here's the question. Would that be a murder? Technically, the first thing wasn't a murder. It wasn't until he killed Mrs. House, right? No, but 
Right. It's you're definitely you're trying to cover up. Yeah. You're it's, you're, it's, you're it's dressing another a crime, woman, but it's certainly not murder. Yeah. It's not murder. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. That I, doesn't happen until later. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, by Chase's critique, um, of recent movies uh this one this one does play fair because they they do they do and um they do they do the recaps much like uh last of sheila did uh you know we have those flashback sequences and like if we trace it back uh uh, carol diane keaton's character is woken up by a sound that is mr house going down to the basement uh or or uh you know, Mrs. House leaving to check into the hotel as her sister close out all of her bank accounts, steal her money. Everything adds up. Everything is, um, everything they play by the rules. They don't really throw a, uh, I guess the, I guess the only cur- the, the only reoccurring curveball or like, um, cliche is that, uh, you have another false death. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, well, I think the only thing that isn't fair in this movie, I think that there's only one big plot point that isn't kind of fair, which it uses to its advantage to try to like keep you in like the dark. And that's what she sees in the hallway. We only hear what she sees, but we're not seeing it. So like we can't like actually verify what she sees is true. Well, she just what do you mean? She just sees She says she sees the house go out, right? No, but wasn't it Mrs. House leaving for the hotel? So it wasn't even Mr. House. So it was no. A fall. She 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 doesn't see Mrs. House until no until the bus. Yes, but yeah. What what ended up happening was it was Mrs. House that left that night to go to the hotel. Uh, it wasn't well, Mr. House in the hallway. It was well, Mrs. It could House. Have been. Why wouldn't couldn't he just been visiting his wife in the hotel? No, that's what they explain at the yeah, end. Is yeah. that oh. it was her in the hallway leaving. Oh, that's what she um, explains. So, well, then, what she so saw. then she doesn't actually see anything, I guess. Right? That's what I'm saying. But like throughout, see it's, it's, she it, it, that's one of the biggest clues of the of the whole movie is that she sees him go to the basement. That was the whole point of that whole scene. As she was confused of why he was leaving, he thought he was getting rid of the body, which ended up being Mrs. House itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, yeah. I don't know how big of a clue seeing someone in a hallway is, though. Well, like, that was the only, wasn't that the only clue she had for like the first like forty minutes of the movie? No, no Just, I mean she, she, she said, no, she found the ashes. Yes. The apartment. Remember, she brings a dessert. She finds the ashes, even though he said that they had twin cemetery plots in Nyack, <laughs> New York. Oh, and she's like, Yeah, why would that, you say that, that she has? Clue. Yeah, she's like, And then she asks, you know, Ted and Larry uh, the same question. She's like, Why would he say that she was, you know, buried in the funeral? Because we have these weird, uh, like, time jumps I was telling Chase about, like, um, so you have the scene where Larry and Carol, Dan, um, Woody Allen, Diane Keaton, uh, come up from the elevator from the, from the, uh, opera, they're going home to their apartment, and they find out that Mrs. House has died, 
And then all of a sudden it's a, it's like the next scene is them walking out of the apartment laughing. And then they see Mr. House walking up, you know, seeing what I'm talking about, Dave, it almost feels like fluent, but it's, it's like uh, a week has passed, but it's hard to tell that until the conversation starts. And then they say, you know, like, Oh, uh, Mr. House, how you doing? How was the funeral? Did you get the flowers? Blah, 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 blah. But, um, you get the sense that like maybe, uh, a week has passed. Um, uh, that's the passing of time. Um, there's these weird cuts in this movie. Chase, we discussed this, right? It's just, yeah. and do you know what I think it is? I mean, it's, it's definitely Woody Allen just being Woody Allen, but also like this movie, it's also the longest time that it passes in a murder mystery we've done this month. Like, all of the murder mysteries we've had is either, like, a day or a week at the most, right? Yeah. Because I think it's, yeah, uh, yeah. this one, we don't know how long it is. It's been at least two weeks, right? Because you got the funeral, which that was one jump cut. I don't know. I just yes, feel like yeah, it's, yeah. like, slowly, yes. like, it's been, like, a month or so. It's been, like, a solid, like, time jump throughout this whole movie. So, like, you don't really know a concept of, like, how long they've been doing this for. And I mean, that's like, that's a, that's something that's different in this movie also that kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of weird. Hello. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree. The, uh, um, the editing style, it's, uh, it's something I appreciate in this film just because I, like I said, it feels very creative um, I don't know. Did we do much research on this, Chase? Uh, whether or not the interior was just an apartment? I think in it was. I think it was just an apartment. It feels just like it it's an apartment in Manhattan. Um, I couldn't find any. I try to look for like behind the scenes stuff. I think it was just they they rented out a, like a floor, if anything. And I couldn't find any research on. I know. The only scene that looks actually familiar to me is, and I don't know if it's true or not, but when they're going in the elevator, that elevator looks very shocking, like the uh, uh, New York Film Academy dorms, which I don't know if that's what they did, where they got permits with uh, New York Film Academy, which they they always rent out their uh, studios for any type of movie. So I don't know if they did that or they just got a, a New York apartment. Who knows? But I could not find any information. You can look on IMDb at all the filming locations. Oh, can you? I didn't know that. Yeah, almost. Looks like a hundred percent of it was filmed in New York and mostly all in Manhattan. So I wouldn't be surprised if it, they just got like they leased or rented an apartment for like a month or two, and they just filmed. I mean, that's probably cheaper than renting out like a whole building or building a set. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no no information on that that I could find. I could look quickly if you want. But um if you if you want. Um I just want to point out a couple of um great lines. Um well you have after I guess after the scene the wine tasting with Diane Keaton and Alan Alda where Alan Alda is clearly coming on to her. And uh, and saying that Angelica Houston, who Woody Allen set her set him up with, 
He's like, oh, she's not my first choice. She's not my first. You know, you would be my first choice. And then Diane Keaton sees um, Mrs. Uh, House in, in the bus, on the bus, uh, driving by as she's looking out the bay window after Alan Alda leaves. Um, and there's some just some great bits of dialogue when she comes back to the apartment where um, where uh, uh, Woody Allen is saying – She's like, I saw Mrs. House. I, I saw her in, in in the bus. And he's like, I don't think that people just die and then all of a sudden their ghosts appear in the uh, New York City transit system. <laughs> um, and then he kind of breaks the fourth wall when she's talking about it. And she's like, I think, I, I don't know, I think something else happened. He's like, it was a coronary. It was a classic coronary, folks. It was a coronary. And uh, well, He doesn't it, break the fourth wall. He like doesn't turns. look. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't yes. look at the camera. Uh, so it's like, I... I, I honestly don't doubt Woody Allen probably does that in real life. <laughs> like he I wouldn't turns be surprised. To like, like whoever's in the room with him, even if they're not listening, and he says like, "Oh, it was, it was a classic corner, whatever." I I think if anything, it's like his voice isn't heard. He feels invisible, so he's like pretending to be an announcer. Like, hey, come on, guys, look, listen to me. But uh, uh. Do you know what's weird? And I didn't know this, and I, I I hope I don't know if you guys saw this or not. So you know his son, Zach where he goes. Braff. Did not know this. That was Zach. Yeah, Braff. that was crazy. I didn't pick that up when I first watched it with Steve, but this most recent time, I was like, "Fucking Zach Braff." It, he didn't like, even look like himself. He's like ten years Isn't before it? Scrubs. Yeah. No, probably not. Is Nick? It's is there son? Drugs. I think it's probably his first ever role. I think it is. I think that's what I saw. It might have been his first ever role. But who's their son? Who they they mission has gone to Brown. And I love that. I love the ongoing joke of Mr. House just showing uh, good color. Good color. That's a good color. Showing Woody Allen his stamp collection. Oh, stamps. Yeah. Stamps. Oh, I want to show you another stamp. Oh, goody. <laughs> you know, good stamps. Um. So obviously we, we, we kind of fast forward a little bit. We go, we, we find that Diane Keaton and Woody Allen see the lights come on at the hotel. Um, after they've already found Mrs. Howells, who is, this is now Mrs. Howells, who's, who's now dead. Um, and I'm, I'm presuming she was, uh, strangled. It's not really, it's not really talked about. Um, they just find say, it dead. Th- someone says it looks like she's been strangled. Yeah, that's what Woody Allen's Larry says. Um, great, again, some great dialogue. And one of my favorite lines ever is when she's she's she sees the lights come on. We got Larry, Larry. We had to go up there. She's like, "What's wrong? Are you nervous?" And he's like, oh, uh, all the blood is rushed to my brother." They um, so still don't brother, understand all the blood that. Blood is rushing to my brother. Um, that's his, that's his people. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, but why would, why would you, why would all your blood be rushing to your penis? Cause he, he's excited. It's one of those, like, it's one of those nervous or scared. So I I didn't really understand. I think if anything, it is like, it's that like adrenaline rush that he was Uh just making a, an appropriate joke about it. Yeah. Fear boner. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Fear boner. I love that she's so enticed with this mystery that they go into the, apartment building again and it's not the first time Woody Allen's done it but he like slips the uh the maid like a dollar and he's like uh he's like if you cooperate it's just, cooperate with this this could uh this could really uh turn out well for you um 
He's like, and he they have that the dollar, and he goes, "That's a the the father of our it's country. the father of our country. That's yeah. a picture of the um, father of our country." You, yeah, you can't see it's a one dollar bill necessarily. And then once he says that, you realize it's a one dollar. That was another Sopranos alum he's talking to. Um, another great line when they come up to the hotel room, they see your hand sticking out from the uh, the other side of the bed, and. Uh, uh, you know, Carol goes, Oh my god, she's dead. And he goes, What do you mean she's dead? Try giving her the present. Um, that, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Woody Allen uh, just says so many funny things in this uh, this movie. One of the things he says, I don't even remember what scene it is, but he's he says, Can you taste my tuna casserole? See if I put enough fudge in it. Oh, that, yeah, fudge nah. it. which is just a weird I don't know, joke. And Oh no, that scene got Chase too, because Chase was like, "Did he just say fudge with a uh, tuna casserole?" And he's like, "Who does that?" That was uh, after I did. I didn't know if he was like testing her. I think to he see was. If she was paying attention, or if that was just like a funny line of like, everyone knows tuna casserole doesn't have fudge in it, so that's a funny thing to say. I thought I thought a scene that was kind of funny, which I feel like most people would overlook, was in the beginning. It's right when they go to it's it's after they go to the opera and they leave and uh-huh. they come back and she brings up Mr. House but doesn't talk about it throughout the whole rest of the night and he doesn't know what she's talking about. She goes, "Do, do you think he sounded weird?" Or it wasn't the opera, it was after dinner and he thought she was talking about Ted and then she's like, "No, Mr. House." And he goes, "Who? Oh, our neighbor? What? I don't understand. Like that happened hours ago." I don't know. Yeah, I, so I think it's before they go to the opera, they run into him, and he seems rather cheerful. And then at the end of the night, that's when they're... Well, I think they definitely go to dinner. Do they go to dinner after so the opera? So maybe it's not the opera. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't think they did, but... Um, well, they, well, they, I they felt like that's, just... they run into Mr. House before the opera because they tell him that they're going to the opera. And that's when Woody Allen is just like, He's like, we're going to the opera. My favorite, the opera. My my favorite. We're here more Wagner. Wagner. I'm like, I mean, I want to conquer a country. Um, <laughs> yeah, I say it makes you want to conquer Poland. Pretty sure Wagner um, is like a, a Nazi. Oh, wow. He was. He was. Um, I think that's something that was cool. Um, so a lot of these dinner table conversations we have, or at least like their meetings with the four main cast, um, Alan Alda, Angelica Houston, Diane Keaton, and Woody Allen, when you have them at this, you have these, uh, I call them Quentin Tarantino-esque uh, dinner scene conversations because you have a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of conversation happening, a lot of, I guess, exposition, um, turn away and you'll miss it. And talk characters talking over each other, trying to figure out this mystery. Um, and there's two or three scenes by my count that do this, um, but I appreciate it. And again, it's like uh, I told Chase, there was no clean editing, like clean shot style. It was like they weren't going strictly over shoulder or being like, oh, we're going to zoom in on this character's face when they're saying something important. It was just kind of they were circling the table uh doing these weird like your 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 character's shoulders and like the bottom 
three fourths and what's going on is in is in the majority of the screen. It was weird. There was just unconventional shots. I felt, uh, yeah, I felt like his his composition is it's, it's always very like I don't know natural nat naturalistic. It feels like it's not. It's the- everything about like his. I don't know. I feel this way about Annie Hall too, but I feel like it's just. It just feels like these characters really exist, I guess. And he's trying to make the camera as least. It's the fly on the wall. Stiff as possible. Yeah. Like he doesn't want it to feel like a frame shot. He wants it to feel like a momentum or whatever. I would even argue like it, it, it's the close Annie Hall and this movie are the closest things that I've seen where the camera work seems so like in the moment that you don't really notice that it's camera work. It's like you're watching real people in their real lives. And I think it's it's really interesting. You don't really see that much yeah. anymore. You don't. And I liked it in one of those scenes they um Woody Allen brings up, he's like, Hey, remember that book I recommended to speaking to Angelica Houston, Marsha Fox, and uh he goes, uh murder in Manhattan. Uh, where the guy kind of spliced this this com- this telephone this telephone conversation together, which is what they ultimately do um, to try to trick Mr. House into thinking they have the body, which is dropped in the molten steel, um, was influenced from this from this uh, from this book, and I just thought it was a clever a clever uh, a clever installation to this story yeah because it was like oh you remember that book uh murder in manhattan and then the the name of this film just happens to be manhattan murder mystery i just appreciate that cleverness in writing um that you're unable to you're able to incorporate the title of this film somehow into the movie and it didn't feel uh forced or shallow i guess um even though it's just such a basic title, Manhattan Murder Mystery. Yeah. Um, well, they don't so I just say appreciate Manhattan Murder Mystery, do they? No, that's what I'm talking about. She says the book. Uh, she's like, we should do this this idea for the tape recording from that yeah. book, Murder, Murder in Manhattan. Manhattan. So I just appreciate. I really, that I really little... enjoyed that that scene. It's just good in general with the, um, all four well, yeah. with their tape recorders and everything. Like it was enjoyable. I thought. Yeah, I agree because Alan Alda already owns this <clears throat> theater, which Woody Allen makes the joke. He's like, he's like, you use your theater. Yeah. It's yeah, it's usually empty anyway. Um, just a j- solid jab, but uh, just the creativity behind that. And then I told Chase I appreciated uh, that we got to see kind of old school or old style editing because the guy was using a razor blade. And uh, editing the the words to make a different sentence. You know, the, the clouds are coming in. It was a Paul. Hello, Paul. Like uh, trying to edit that together uh, and seeing the process of old school editing was cool. I appreciated that. Um, um, do you know what I do appreciate about this movie, though? I do like how it was written. So I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Woody Allen and uh, what's his name? I wrote it down. The guy that wrote Annie Hall with him. Yeah, and it's oh god, I wrote it down and I don't know where I wrote it. Oh, uh, Marshall Brickman. Um, what they do is they 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 also they do the typical like 
tip their hats or a nod to like certain big directors for like not just murder mysteries but like suspenseful films so like Hitchcock I, did you guys notice the Hitchcock nod in the movie I didn't I, I so it's weird because I was I was um watching it on Prime and Prime had some sort of trivia up next to the Hitchcock like in I rewound the scene and still never saw anything in relation to Hitchcock. The bus that she's on where she sees Mrs. House, it has uh-huh. right under it, it just says vertigo with like a person falling. So that's yeah. like a nod to Hitchcock. And then the biggest one is the end, which is, uh, I, I believe it's the death of, of uh, what's his name, Mr. House. And yeah. that is a, a that's an homage to Orson Welles who he did the lady in Shanghai and that's what that whole end that's what they see in the movie that's the glass in the mirrors it it's pretty much the whole end piece is mirrors yeah yeah the lady of Shanghai which i think is kind of cool that they ended on an actual ending of a real movie that is kind of I following agree. the same boat um and i like what you called out chase that just that um uh, towards the end of the movie that we have Mr. House who inevitably uh, kidnaps uh, Carol Lipton, uh, Diane Keaton, um, and Larry kind of has to – he has that phone conversation with, yeah. his, with him. He's like, I have your wife's body. And then he's like, well, yeah, well, I have your wife. And he's like, well, well I think you're bluffing. Never bluff a bluffer. And then he and then puts uh, Carol on. And he's like, don't hurt her. Um and then when he hangs up the phone, he's like, bluff, 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 bluff. And you get that intense uh, jazz music. And then he has the ring, which they had found in the hotel yep. when they saw Mrs. after Mrs. House's body had been taken away, um, the real Mrs. House's body. Um, I just like in that moment where Woody Allen pulls up to Mr. House um, and he's trying to bluff just like the poker game, like you said before, kind of full circle. And Jekyll Houston was like, you got to know when to bluff. Again, Kenny Rogers, got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. Um, and then he admits, he's like, I never knew how to bluff, but he holds the wedding ring. And then he wrestles the gun away from Mr. House, which I think is his most heroic, heroic. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, I never knew how to bluff. And Mr. House has a gun pulled on him. And then he, he literally wrestled, kind of weasels the gun away because he's a very weaselly, mousy character. Weasels the gun away and then runs into uh, save to his save wife. his wife. Yeah. And I just thought that was um, poetic, appropriate. Um, uh, and it was kind of a nice uh, redemption for Woody Allen's character. I, I think it's also kind of interesting that this is also the only murder mystery where technically the murderer or the guy who did it doesn't have like kind of like what is it a mental fight is that what you would call it with the person who figures it out like Woody Allen they just once he wrestles the gun away he goes straight to save his wife and that other person is the one that stops Mr. House, yeah. right? We really don't know much about Mr. House's like motive or like inner like yeah criminal. Like we know him as a person, but not as a criminal. Um, exactly. So it's it's interesting that we don't see like I mean it's not like comeuppance, but you also don't really see 
the conclusion of their murder mystery in a way. Yeah. He, it, yeah. They kind of just once that she's kidnapped, they give up on the story and they're like, you know what? We're 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 husband and wife. We're sticking together. This is, and it, it, I I like yeah. that. I really enjoy that they went that route. In a way, it's different. It's new, and it honestly is touching. In a way, it's it's sweet and 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 caring. You good, Steve? 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 You good? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guy. So yeah. Um. And I mean, is there anything else to talk about? I mean, we got the end. I mean, it's a pretty um, straightforward. Like this movie is mm. like the pacing of this movie is a little like it's a little slow. But I mean, yeah, it's I slow. realize like like ten minutes into our conversation, I'm like, fuck, I I really don't have a whole lot to say about this movie. I mean, it's a fast summary. Like this movie is like, I mean, the method of the murder is pretty like you can say it in like less than a paragraph. Of how the murder was. So basically, the recap was like Mrs. Howes had a sister who had moved to England. Yep. She had recently widowed. Uh, uh, there, she was very wealthy, but she was a recluse. The houses were not in the will. She obviously dies at the dinner. Lillian House disguises her sister as herself and switched parts, uh, closing out accounts and staying in the hotel. Uh, Mr. House was already having an affair with Helen Moss, yes. our actress, uh-huh. um, from the old cinema that he ran. Um, so he killed, ended up killing Lillian. Uh, Mrs. Walton, the red-haired woman who he's seen with and then is also at the theater arguing with him, she loved him. She ended up killing him uh, by shooting him. Um, uh, and then, <clears throat> so his his... His plan ultimately, like, he was already, like, cheating on... It's funny, because they bring that up at the dinner. Ted says... He's not uh, the type. Yeah. It, well, Woody Allen's character says that, but Ted's like, oh, so he's cheating on multiple women. And then, uh, you know, yeah, Larry Lipton, a.k.a. Woody uh, uh, Woody Allen, says, uh, have you seen this guy? He's not the type. Uh, he shows me a stamp collection. But it actually is It actually is his type. Uh, he's messing around with Helen Moss. He's at, messing around with Mrs. Walton who ends up killing him. Um, he is cheating on his wife. Um, so yeah, Mr. House is a piece of shit. Um, he dies deservedly so. Um, I, I like that the... like... Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, well, you were uh, coughing, but Chase and I were talking about <laughs> we don't really see that met much... Um... Or maybe you were listening when I said it, but it, we, we, you don't really see much of the criminal side of Mr. House. All we know from him is like how he presents as like a normal person, but we don't know much about his like inner motives or whatever. Because Chase was just saying like there's no like mental game, mental mind game yeah. in this, like we've experienced a lot. But I, I, it's almost like if you look at this movie, like he is in a completely different movie. He's actually like in a murder noir movie. And then these characters are like obsessively observing something they think is happening, which is actually happening. But they're like in kind of like a rom-com movie. Cause like by the end, when Mr. House's secretary is shooting him, it's like, they have this whole plot that we're really not no, privy to. Yeah. Yeah. Other other than the fact that we know that she had to have covered things up for him, 
but it's more of like they're like having this whole showdown to a movie we weren't watching, you know, like, and I kind of like that aspect of, uh, cause like, you know, they have all this history or whatever that we're just not aware of. Um, which I'm glad they I, did. I that. like how that, yeah, I like how that plays out. For sure. I mean, it's it's definitely not easy. I couldn't even imagine how hard it was to write like something like this because rom coms and murder are definitely two opposites. Like they're polar opposites. Yeah. You don't really. I I don't know about you, but I don't think murder is that attractive. Um, well, no, 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 no. And then you made that comment about that. Like Woody Allen says, he's like, I don't need murder to enliven my life, but it's like yeah. she kind of does. They're at this like. Well, I don't think she wants they, murder. I think she just wants no, excitement. No, no, she I just feel like their life she is wants boring. Some, she wants something that's thrilling. Something, yeah. and it's um, like it's like they she she harkens back to oh, remember that mystery of the of the Blue Jays in the attic. Yes. And like that was a sweet <laughs> yeah. mystery. Yeah. This is murder. He's got a classic. Just the way uh, that she calls it, like the I think she calls it like the mystery of the. The noise uh, in the uh, attic the or attic. something. Yeah, and yeah that was like, a blue and then we jay. discovered was... it was Blue Jays. <laughs> um, but that was a cute. That was a cute. That was a cute mystery. This is murder. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I I also would like to say maybe not like fully, but um, this is one of the earlier examples of a type of movie that totally exists nowadays, where it is like a couple that is in a stale relationship goes through some sort of thrilling mystery or murder or something. Like, I feel like there's Adventure, so many of those yeah. now. Um, like date night or game night or, um, what was the one with the, uh, John Cena, that came murder out the, mystery this year, um, murder mystery with just Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, which they are coming out with a sequel. Um, the honeymoon movie. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of, but like, yeah. it's something like that where it's like a crazy adventure. Then all of a sudden, like, yeah, they're like, we love each other after all. Um, yeah, and I like that she says, there's kind of that last, the last lines of the movie are just like, he's like, take away the uh, the suntan and, the, and the, the tallness and whatever. He's like, what do you have? And she's like, you. And he's you. like, yeah. He's like, that's funny. Like, good, good. And, yeah, he yeah, turns and laughs at the camera. Um, but I, it's what, like cozy. Well, he turns, he turns and does something I feel like uh, – I feel he, like he, he like he does a just, really like yes a really intense <laughs> smile yeah just uh perfect perfect <clears throat> no I agree like a really um intense funny smile I think um, I think another thing that I do enjoy about this movie that, is the character development is way different due to the fact that we're getting more context clues between the relationship of each person we meet. And how they relate to everybody. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, mm -hmm. like Woody Allen, I feel like he, he probably has the most transition throughout this whole movie. Like, in the beginning, he he's too lazy. He doesn't want to do anything with this. And when he tries to, you know, put more effort in, he like, oh, I don't want to stay up. Or I'm going to stay up at one. Let's go to dinner. Let's talk about this murder. Let's do this. Like, I feel like if anything... He tries what do to you improve. Mean you're not tired. And he goes, "This so is really funny. <laughs> this is New York, the the place no, Bob, that never sees." Paul Hope movie. I was really yeah. trying to catch it. Yeah. The, he's Chase. He's Chase. And We've he's, he's, he's completely Chase. changed at the Chase end. Said he's, Chase said he's that Woody Allen in this film is Chase's subconscious at all times. Yes, and I was that like, is true. You're, 
Uh, that is absolutely true. Like, oh, especially the part where he, like, he, he, he knocks over the little statue, and she's like, clean it up. And he's like, what do you want me to do, vacuum? And he's like, it's a wall-to-wall carpet. <laughs> and it's, it's just Chase. Uh, just, uh, I love it. Just love sneaking it. The in. same energy. It, it's the, no, my, our, you didn't even bring up our favorite line in the movie. Our favorite line where she's like, oh, uh, you dropped your glasses. He goes, oh, glasses, that's actually, uh, uh, and then the, my mother. Oh, no, no. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like she's a. My mother's house. He's trying he's trying so hard to like because earlier she's like, remember the twin cymetery plots? And he doesn't catch on. And then he's like, I, I, I could tell he's that. Like, I caught on. I caught yeah. on. You were trying he's to like say proud something. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even though he's not. And so later she's like Remember, we thought that I lost my glasses at your mother's, mother's. house. He tries to finish her sentence, but it's just—it's so funny the death his, like, attempt o- to yeah, sound his overreaction, normal too. Yeah. Yes, to be like, oh yeah, and like in his mind, he's like, oh, it's such a smooth operator, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, he's, is, no, uh, you were, you were house. Like... Uh oh. Uh oh. Like once he's like, going with a lie, he's like, what, Chase? Wait, can you guys say that again? It it froze for a second. Um, it's just funny that he's in that scene. He is like still trying to go with the lion or the lie. He's like, remember when you kicked the chocolate mousse under the bed? Like we didn't find it for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's every time she drops something, the... she kicks it. Like it's just I don't know. It's funny. He just, yeah, he just tries so hard to to like to to continue the lie or be part. I also just love his rants in the elevator when he's like, I see a, I'm a stallion. I see, I see green meadows. I see grass. I, I That's see a, a good scene. I see a forest. And she's like, calm down, Larry. And he's like, I can't breathe. Don't tell me. I'm a world renowned claustrophobic. This is like a, 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 the bonus level for claustrophobics, whatever he says in the rock. But yeah, just love the banter and the dialogue. Um, if we want to rate it, I'll start it. Um, All right. If we're going movie, uh, four out of five stars. If we're going uh, murder mystery, four out of five stars. I go creativity is just um, – it's enough to be – I get it doesn't completely fit our mold, but within what we're trying to do, I give it a four out of five because of creativity and just that like – we know the mur- who the murderer is. It has murder mystery in the title. It does fit into what we're doing, loosely or not. Um, I like the I, I like the different take we have. We already know kind of who the murderer is, but how did he do it and why did he do it are the bigger questions. And all of that is kind of the background to this romantic adventure comedy that we're that we're being taken along with with Diane Keaton and and Woody Allen. So yeah. Four and four for me. Dave, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? I don't care. All right. You can go first. Um, I would say four for movie for me, but I would just knock it like a half a point just because I feel like the murder mystery is like my least. It's like the least interesting part of the movie. Like I think all the characters and the romantic story that's being told is what kind of propels the plot. Um, and I don't know. I just don't find it like to be that big of a mystery in general. Um, 
Okay. No, 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 it's a fair point. Fair point. But yeah, I I really I don't know. I, I enjoy this movie. It makes me just wanna as you know, as as cancelled as he is, I still he has such a big filmography. I really do want to start watching some some big Woody Allens. I would say for mine, as a movie, probably a four point five. I actually do really enjoy this movie. I like Woody Allen's oh, comedy. I think I think the comedy and most of the acting in this movie is actually really good. However, for murder mysteries, I might even go as far as maybe it bringing it down to a three. I think it if you took out, I think there's more romantic. I would say this is like a four romantic comedy or even a four point five romantic comedy than a murder mystery. I just think the murder mm. mystery kind of like it helped the narrative of the like their relationship but it didn't it wasn't really like i don't know how to explain I it tell you, i tell you why it wasn't a five what it wasn't a pool table there wasn't there a wasn't pool a pool table, table. <laughs> that was another thing and um that I just... also i also like link this movie closer to um and i know we haven't really even defined exactly what, what we're doing but like the movies I'm thinking of this month are different than this. Like this is kind of closer to me to like Rear Window or yeah, okay, yeah. Like you it's more suspenseful. Yeah. It's not really a, yeah. like a mystery. A, it's a, more yeah, like a crime I, movie. I don't regret covering it. No, I don't either. I feel like it. I don't either. I and, think it's different. The silence falls over on Dave's end. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't regret talking about it at all. I think it's different. I think if anything, it's definitely it's the it's the most contrast that we've had. And we thought like Sleuth, like I I know Sleuth. We were kind of back and forth if it still like fits our our theme, but this one is definitely the outcast, like kind of like the black sheep out of. Oh yeah, yeah. I I'd say that. I'd from say what that. We're, so far, we're covering, yeah. So far, at least. And be an interesting discussion as we cover. Scream. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I'm very interested in is Scream. Um, like, you know, how we can weave weave it into our narrative. What we're doing. And I think that we can. And I think that it's also a bit of the – it's a little different than what I, we've I been think doing. It, yeah. Which I'm but excited. But similar about. enough. But similar enough. More so than the movie that we're covering this week, Um, actually. If you think about it, yes. Um, more so because that. as the murders are happening, you're trying to deduce who's doing it. Yeah. Um, where in this movie, you already know. It certainly like some of the movies we've covered are murder mysteries and whodunits. Some of them are just <laughs> murder mysteries. Murder mysteries. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. Very good. Very good. Screen definitely fits the murder mystery and whodunit. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. We want to go into random, random, random it, random, Chase. random, random, random. Um, I did want to talk about uh, uh the new release of Spider Man again. Uh, I did watch some of the deleted scenes, and I will have to say, uh, yeah, it didn't need to be in the movie. <laughs> oh, they like really? they extended. They extended like there's like the you know the buddy scene 
in say god bless you but he already has you know you know the you know the uh the buddy scene where they're all talking and they're like how did you get like do you does that shoot out of your body and they're up on the the statue of liberty they extended that by like two minutes with extra dialogue and like extra just just like conversations yeah it's just more like it's more yeah it's it's more jokes one of the things that i read about that i found interesting was um uh, I think it's it's so it's in lieu of the Multiverse of Madness um, teaser trailer that mm-hmm. was at the end of the credits the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's a, an actual scene at the end of credits, and it's um, what's her face, the girl that Ned dates in um in Far from Home. Far from Home. Uh, I don't know her um, name, but yeah, she's doing like something like her last news report. Or with something. Peter Parker? No, it, it no, she's it's, it's she's just talking about like everything their class has gone through and it's I'm pretty sure it's showing pictures of like them going to the decathlon in DC and then their, you know, European field trip and Peter Parker isn't in any of the photos. Ah. So that that slightly this is something we talked about a ton on the episode. I don't know if it was the lost episode or the real episode, but we talk about how the spell actually works. And that seems to be something a little bit, I don't know if it's more definitive or just adds confusion or whatever. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, I did want to ask you, did you guys, I don't, I know I talked to Steve about it, but I don't know if I sent a photo. Did you guys see there was a concept design released for Murdoch? For the MCU and Modoc, yeah. Did you see it? Modoc, yeah. No. I did. I did. Um, it doesn't look great. I, I don't yeah, know. We'll see. It's hard to. I don't pay much attention to the concept art <laughs> just because there's so much that could change between like that process and like the I, final project. We know that. Um, but yeah, I know, but I mean, like, just, 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 just at, the design just look they at all have Spider-Man's now. concept art when he's that is true. his uniform. That I do true. have a bit of... He drops, like, bit, 20 things. A bit of random for us. Um, all right. And this is the only bit I, this is the only bit I have, is that, uh, um, Dave, what's the festival, film festival currently going on? Venice. It's a, yeah, Venice. Um, the Whale. Uh, Brandon oh, yeah. Frazier's film, The Whale. Um, Brandon Frazier received a uh, six-minute standing ovation, which brought him to tears um, in what is hoped to be, uh, or is said to be, uh, early critiqued as Brandon Frazier's kind of comeback role. So I'm just very happy for him. Uh, big Brandon Frazier fan, obviously. Uh, Mummy, Biodome, Encino Man. Biodome? No, uh-huh. sorry, Encino Man. Yeah. Sorry. And you know, man, um, blast from the past. Mm, just great. Uh, I just love Brandon Fraser. Great, great energy. Um, glad that he's doing well again in light of everything that is that has happened to him. But that made me happy to read that bit of news I'm today. I'm super excited for it. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Aronofsky's a like a hit or miss. We both love Aronofsky. I typically, yeah, I typically like everything he's done. Actually, now that I'm thinking, it's not really many hit or misses. Um, I think Pi is the only one I haven't seen. Which is good. I like that one, which I haven't seen all the films. I haven't, oh, there's two, but uh, The Fountain? He's the yeah. Fountain, right? 
I haven't seen the fountain. Fountain and Noah um, are those the two you haven't seen? Yes, yeah. Um, so, so those are the two. A movie since Mother, so it's. Uh, Which I mean, you liked, you liked. Yeah, I haven't seen it since theaters. It's very, it's like a very. It's a tough watch. It's much yeah. like I feel like a couple of his movies, maybe half of them, are tough watches. You would Requiem, uh, The Wrestler. Yeah. Um, just not movies that are like, oh, it's a good Friday night. I'm having a great night. Let me pop in a Darren Aronofsky film. That's not really <laughs> something you do. That's a no. His movies are, uh, oh, uh, Black Swan is another one. Like, I love that film, but I think I've seen it four or five times because it's just so difficult to watch um, and not in a bad way. Uh, he's doing his job. Um yeah, and so I, I think whale the whale sounds pretty incredible. Um, it sounds like it's a real actor's you know performance. Um, what is her name? Sadie something from Stranger Things is also getting oh, yeah. very high praise out of Venice <clears throat> for it. Um, another Venice news, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up to date on Olivia uh, Wilde's "Don't Worry, Darling" drama that's been going on for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, with uh, I'm very, t- very torn by this entire debacle that has been going on for like over a year because um it started with Shia LaBeouf leaving the movie. I know he's a very complicated person and figure. Um, but I love LaBeouf in movies. Like, I love his acting, so I really never like you know I. Yeah, I don't know. He's a complicated person to talk about, but. So, like, that right off the bat, I'm like, ah, man, like, um, and then, like, there was all, I don't want to go down the list of all the drama that happened, but I like Olivia Wilde as, you know, she's in a ton of shit, but I've seen her in many things I like, and I really, really liked Booksmart, um, which was her directorial debut, and so I was excited for her, her sophomore movie, um, but there's all this drama going on around it. Like Florence Pugh hasn't been doing press about it. She's another like actress, actor that I'm just loving right now. Like everything about her. Um, and apparently out of Venice, like that's the only good thing about the movie is her performance. So, oh no. Um, oh yeah. I so. was really excited. I was like, there's no drama. There's no drama. It, it's, it's, I, I, as long as the movie's good, yeah. I'll be fine. But, well, yeah. I'm thinking like maybe Man. someone was getting whiffs of the stinks and, uh, you know, started, started um, just to cause, you know, Problem. some more hype for a movie that they knew was going to be stinky. Stinky. But, stinky. Um, but I might not let that 100% affect whether or not I see it in theaters. Uh, I think that movie looks pretty interesting. I like the cast. I don't really like the fact that Harry Styles has replaced Shia LaBeouf. Like, nothing against him, but those those two just don't seem on the same acting level in my head. Like, why would, why I don't would, know, they why would those be comparisons? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. I know one, which I forgot about because it just popped in my head. Uh, my One of my favorite films of last year, I think it was last year, was The Father, which I loved the, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, yeah. They're making a second one called The Sun, which I'm really excited about. It's, I uh, heard that, and the third one's going to be called The Holy Spirit. 
Wait, the, the, the Holy Trinity. Thing, I, I felt like um, I read that. So trilogy. it's not the second it one. Joke. It's just it's the it's writer. It's just the director. It's yeah. the same writer okay. and director that brought you. But uh, yeah. Anthony so Hopkins is I'm like, in There it. was no son in the father. Yeah. So I get that. Just that news. <laughs> so I think yeah. if, I think of anything. It's kind of like what I said last week with uh, with uh, who was it? Jordan Peele, where I was saying. Uh, like he could make like you know an analogy for every movie going forward. I maybe this is just like not the same story, but like a similar like relationship between a father and a son instead of just a father with Alzheimer's. It's now something else, and I'm really excited. I'm super excited to see it. It's with a uh, who who did, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, and Vanessa Kirby. Which um, I like both of those people. So I'm yeah, I'm super I, excited. I, I, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever watch The Father again, but I really, really like that movie. Um, you don't think you would ever watch The damage. Father again? No, I. It is movies. It's there's certain movies that are too, too much, too heavy. Yeah. for me, um, that I um, The Passion of the Christ. I've seen that movie one time. I don't think I'll ever put myself to watch it. Like religious or not, that is a yeah. tough movie to watch. Um, that's a tough that's movie like to watch. silence yeah. i don't know if i, I can see silence schindler's again. list i probably won't ever watch again i i actually i'll probably watch schindler's list again but i don't know i get what I, you're saying i've watched, I've like, watched silence a couple times um, like it's like yeah the, the big one for me is like requiem for a dream which i've seen three i really or four just times. thinking about like how devastated i was by the end of the father like i felt very yeah very, same like, and I can't imagine I am like as far away from dealing with anything like that. I can't imagine how people that are going through situations with family members with dementia are, you know, yeah, like, view like that if, movie. If your father was going through that, that'd be insane. Like, it just, uh, I don't know. I give you insight, but that's another podcast. Kind of my TED um, talk. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I felt like there's other movies that were getting good reviews out of Venice, but I can't think of any of them. Um, well, yeah, is it, is that's, that, that's pretty that much all I what had, have, yeah. What have you been watching? What have you been watching, uh, Dave? So we just recorded like two or three days ago, uh, so I really haven't watched much new. Um I've been watching Lost still. I'm on season three now, in the middle of season three. So uh, yeah, you know what? I guess I didn't mention um, when we last recorded. What? Wait, when did we last record? The other day. It's Friday, right? I want to say yes, but I. Yeah, okay. today is Monday night. Um, was uh yeah okay so that was after the premiere. Uh, I watched The Rings of Powers. I don't know if you guys watched that. Or The Rings. Um, yeah. Um, How is that? I, I I'm hesitant because this this show is currently getting review bombed, so I don't want to add any false negativity to it. Um, I didn't think it was like all that like interesting. Um, it's beautiful, I guess. Mo most of my friends I'm talking to are like, oh, I think they really set it up nicely. So like. Maybe episode three will be a little bit better or faster moving or whatever. Um, like I'm under the the opinion that I don't need any more Lord of the Rings in my life because I think the trilogy is perfect. 
Um, but if it's good, then yeah, I'm not going to deny it. Um, and I'm also just, I feel like it, I can't help but compare it to House of Dragon, which is also currently coming out. And I think that show is a little bit more interesting to me right now. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend both of those shows to watch if you're a fan of the of the Lord of the Rings or properties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, um, you want to go next, Steve? I mean, I've been watching too much this new. I've been doing a lot of rewatches. Um, rewatched, you know, Clue before we did the last episode. Um, been watching, uh, which again, just want to take a, a moment to applaud Tim Curry's performance. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, been watching The Boys, continuing on that um, crusade. I have not in the last few days watched any more Spielbergs, but I have gotten to. I'm halfway through season three of the boys. So, uh, four or five episodes left. Um, yeah, really enjoying that show. Instant favorite. Um, as far as like going forward as far like if I was the, you asked me tomorrow what my favorite TV shows of all time were, the boys is probably resting inside the top 10 pretty comfortably. Um, wow. I like it that much. Um, if not, if I'm going, if I'm going absolute worst top 12, um, this is really good. I really like it. I enjoy the writing. Um, uh, the, the action's good. I love the story arcs. Um, and as far as like comic book realism goes, uh, I tell Chase this every time I feel like that if, uh, if we were to experience superheroes in real life, it would be closer to the boys than anything else depicted. Um, also, I think that if superheroes in real life would be scary, and the boys depicts that in uh, in a way that that uh, that resonates with me. I understand it. So, just really enjoying the boys. Season three, episode one was crazy. By the way, anybody, if you know, you know the Shaft uh, termite. That's all I need to say. Um, a movie I guess I rewatched recently that I'll end with this that rewatched with Chase was uh, Eraser, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was a that was a rewatch. Um, I saw that's on Netflix now. Where yeah. watching? Chase. What? What have I been watching? No, Chase. Dave just asked. I, I'd say yes. I didn't hear what he said. Eraser. Sorry. Eraser. I yes. said I, I watched Eraser. He said worth watching. Yes. Oh, I didn't I hear. I just saw, heard watching, and I'm like, what? Sorry. Yeah. Yes, it is worth watching. I liked Eraser a lot. Um, yeah, Dave. Um, think True Lies, but a little bit worse. But yeah. it's like uh, it's a good enough plot to keep you invested. Got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Got uh, James Caan. Got a couple of Vivica Fox. Got a couple of a uh, couple of old heads. I won't mention because I, I want you to be surprised when you see him. You're like, oh, oh, oh! Um, it's definitely a fun yeah. movie. Definitely a fun. Yeah, it's movie. a fun action flick. Fun action flick from the '90s. I grew up on it. Um, I, I remember constantly like if I was going on a if I was going over to my grandparent my grandma's house, she had these two movies on VHS. I'd watch Eraser and True Lies back to back. I loved watching those movies back to back. Both action packed, both very similar as far as like Arnold action flicks of the nineties go. So yeah, give it a watch. Uh, Chase, what have you been watching? I have not watched a single thing since last time we recorded. So 
Uh, however, I was uh, someone told me to watch a new show that's on Hulu, and it's called The Patient, and it's with Steve Carell, and I forgot who the other person is. But I guess like a quick summary of it is Steve Carell is an actual like patient at a doctor's and gets kidnapped and is now being like held hostage in a basement. I don't know. Mm. Apparently, it's really I good. Watch that. Yeah. So I, I'm Dom Dom Hell Gleason's like that's a it. serial Thank killer. You. I think. Yeah. The one that kidnaps him. So he's also uh, is he now the same person that played Trump? No, that no, Brandon Gleason. That's, no, that's yeah, Brandon yeah, Gleason. Brandon. Sorry. Um, so oh, that's a movie that's uh, I think has premiered at Venice that I'm kind of excited about is Martin McDonough's next movie with Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. They're the two um, reuniting from in Bruges. Wow, directed by the same guy. Um, Mandana, the uh, the Irish the Irish Tarantino, as some would say, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, yes. I don't know. I, He's I, been I, dubbed that. I don't think so either. But yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chase. That's Continue. it. That's, that's literally all I had. I Like I said, I haven't watched anything. I haven't even watched a TV show in the last three days. So I really haven't done anything. Well, <laughs> I watched like a few good. episodes with you, but I've already seen the boys. So, yeah. so nothing really new on my end. It's all right, then. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we have a podcast. Yeah, know. but we also have an Instagram. You can check us out on Podcorn in a Movie on Instagram where we post, you know, photos and, and posters and all that other fun stuff. You can comment. We have a we have a fan. We have multiple fans, hopefully. I mean, I know yeah, we got I, a couple I, of I see the numbers. So shout out I to see them. the numbers. Yeah. I know people are listening. So, you know. And thank you to those who listen. Thank you yeah. to those who follow us on Instagram and like um if you have any suggestions, hey, you know, comment, yeah. if you comment, if you comment, you know, we'll, we'll shout you out in the next episode. We appreciate the love and the um, feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have any uh, suggestions. We also have a special guest. We have a special guest, Chase, next week for Scream. For yes, Scream. we do. We do. We do. Um, we got we to gotta figure out uh, dates and times. But, yeah, we have an, a special guest. It should be Next week should be a fun episode. It should definitely be a fun episode. This episode absolutely. is definitely, it's it's a great episode. So I'm I'm really excited for next episode too. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, closing remarks, boys? No, no. All the blood is rushing to my brother right now. Oh, good. Well, I I don't want to know why. Uh, hope, hopefully <laughs> it's not us. Uh, but uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>